the runic kingdom plays more with the celestial realms, the angelic presences. And then you go from there to the involvement of humanity that's opening up to all these portals everywhere, all the way technically. Like I did something one time, I tried, I did a few times, scuba diving. Because it was known to be a very relaxing and quiet place at the bottom of, like in my case, Hoover Dam in Nevada. But it got kind of odd the second time around after you go through all the exercises to get licensed. Well, when all the particles of water started communicating, everything turned into total light, total particles of light made up to be a molecule of water that was, they were all speaking at the same time and sharing where they've been, what's gone on, solar system. You got to accentuate the positive. Wow! I feel good. A little bit of feel good goes a long way. You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just bad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? Hello and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive, with Karen Swain. As always, a blessing to speak with you all today. Okay. Have I got a fascinating man to introduce you to? Maybe some of you know him. Is William Linville. Welcome to the show, William. Oh, thank you so much, Karen. This is such an honor and such a blast. So thank you for having me. Well, William is one of our speakers at the uh, Higher Self Expo. And boy, is William amazing. I've been investigating William. Actually, I've known about you for years. I think I saw you on Lilu's show like over 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. and I've, I've seen your work and I have to be completely honest with you, the way your mind works is so uh, intellectually heightened that sometimes when I'm listening to you, I'm just lost, you know, like you seem to exist on another plane of reality that when you start getting into it, uh, I just kind of phase out. <laughs> so I've often thought about having a conversation with you for the show. And then I'm thinking, but oh, he's just so highly attuned that I get a little lost. So as you're going to talk today, I might sort of dumb it down a little bit for myself and the audience to slow it down because you seem to vibrate at such a fast rate. That well, okay, that's perfect. Is that okay? So I'm going to quiz you a lot about you personally because you fascinate me and, and, uh, and your story um, because I think that your story can teach us about who we are as spirit incarnate in a physical body because you, you have an extraordinary story. Is that okay? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, let me just tell people a little bit about William. William Linville is a divine presence of clear creator consciousness who has transcended all of the lower levels of physical form, as well as all of the survival levels of the physical makeup that came with an embodiment which he stepped into on a surgery table in 1996. So you walked into a body, there was a soul exchange or was it an aspect exchange? Are you part of the same oversoul as the original consciousness that was inhabiting the form? No, it's totally separate. You see, for like six months prior to that surgical procedure that 
what my wife and I call the old will. You know, the old will. He, he went through a wrap up with his family monad, with basically all of his stuff. And we had met through his light realms when <clears throat> he was wanting to leave the body, but due to his religious belief systems and all that fun stuff, he was kind of angst and a very troubled young man with a lot of guilt, uh, suppressed anger, frustration, uh, overwhelming burden, and constantly butting his head against walls that he just couldn't get through due to all the stuff as the soul that he was and all of his karmic debris, family monad, uh, siblings, and so forth and so forth. So what, it, what we agreed upon was that, and he had already reached over 425 pounds in the body, and just his way of suppressing and trying to escape his internalized pain. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Emotional, he had every diagnosis from heart issues to manic depressiveness and then bipolar and just all these places he was trying to just get away, escape into. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you there because I want to finish this bio because I want to get back. To your agreement with him and how you took on all that mm -hmm. as and how you transmuted it like how you uh, yeah I'm, I'm going to quiz you more about that but let me just finish this because I've, I've just got so many questions uh, I wanted to know how old the body was in linear time when you came stepped into it how old was his body I believe it was 26 okay so he's 26 William is here on the planet to assist you to clear out the ego conflicts and structures which you've obviously done with the body that you take on, that you took on, which have held you back from fully and completely marrying your higher levels and you say your lower levels. So I'm going to talk about that too. Working beyond time and space, William is presented with your light realms within you and throughout all levels of creation to assist with the releasing and dissolving of all of the density, debris and misperceptions and conflicts within the physical as the higher levels of you you creator levels your manifest levels your light bodies are merging marrying vibrating faster and integrating into this realm through the physical as you as you expand emanate and express within and throughout your world and uh, creation as a whole Whew, it's a lot to get through but hopefully people can understand that so basically yeah, you're, you're helping people do what you've already done with your body. William teaches no belief system and is not affiliated with any group or organization. He works with each person or a group in their own individual uniqueness for the highest and best good of all. And you say here, I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but I walked into the body to um, assist brother humanity as an instrument of the universe and create a consciousness with great passion and inspiration to assist as many as many as I can while you're in the body on the planet to arise to wake up to merge with their higher levels and their lower levels throughout the physical incarnational state and to have a blast with all of humanity <laughs> gotta have a blast while you're doing it okay so let's get back to what we were talking about a million questions here so with old will so you had a agreement with old will he stepped out of the body on the operating table, the, the, the soul aspect, and you stepped in and you took on all that stuff that he was going through, his self-hatred and his, you know, all that worry. So why did you do that? 
Well, number one, because it was to lift up the densest lower vibratory levels and frequencies of megahertz applied to come in to clear out all the weight, all the, the weight, more so emotional debris, all of his karmic uh, agreements, vows, contracts, and agreements to bring him forth all the way to the partner he was with at the time, to the family monad, family curses, and all those agreements. And the whole one, the, one of the major points is that picking up something that was pretty much destroyed to rebuild it, regenerate it, realiven it to a point where body, mind, and spirit, or spirit, soul, and form, however you wish to call it, well, it was to clear out all that stuff, even the Akashic Record realms, to bring forth a new total physical form through this form that can show you and all the brother humanity, not something to prove, more about what you have available if you so choose, and the infinite honesty, integrity within yourself, rather than complaining. That I've got a few friends that are walk-ins and I have a friend that stepped into the body when her body was around 30. The body, she was a bit like your old Will. She was not happy. She tried to kill herself, woke up in hospital and she was somebody else. But she's still very much identified with old, with old, you know, with the old body, old personality. And even though she brings through this, these higher frequencies and she still struggles with the old thought forms and thought patterns of the you know the old personality you know beating up on herself not feeling good enough but yet she has access to this higher realms um so how did you overcome that's a really silly question as i ask it but anyway but you're here to teach that how did you overcome the self-deprivating thoughts that old will had did you well, identify them as you as you stepped into them most definitely right and because I stepped into the package, and many this is where many get confused, uh, Karen. They they perceive that I woke, I stepped in wide awake, fully alert, and right. bring a different array. It cannot be more the opposite of that. Okay. Into like all this sludge, we're stepping into the darkness, really, mm-hmm. and stepping into it, but yet being that light. And to answer your question, it was. You're hearing all these thoughts, you're hearing all these projections, you're hearing screaming, yelling, uh, barragement, until one day I just stopped and I said, show me, stop, I stopped. And so we know, why would I hate myself? Why would I torment myself? I just started questioning the mind of why it was perceiving what it was perceiving when it was perceiving it. So what happened there, there started to become this chasm between myself, the body, and the mind. So I started asking the mind questions. Okay, so guilt. Hmm. Guilt makes no sense whatsoever. So I started questioning, well, why would I feel guilty for another's behavior? Why would I feel guilty for not being what someone else thinks I should be? Mm-hmm. Why should it be guilty? Because... And I had a talk with the uh, old family man out of the will, and I asked the mom, well, why did you want a girl and not a boy? Because mm-hmm. I was walking through that. I was just curious, and it was because of her other male son that was hyperactive, 
So it was like really starting to look at question and get to the root of, at that time, I would say why I was doing what I was doing when I was doing it. But now it wasn't me at all, but it had reached that point of evolution to be fully exposed at that time. And then sitting with oneself, you know, and asking the hard questions like, who am I? What am I? What is integrity? Rather than right and wrong taught belief systems and actions, reactions, it's like, you know, what is really seriously integrity? And what is being true to yourself without being selfish? Mm. But it's kind of an oxymoron because being true to yourself, you're being selfish, which means your, your projections aren't all around you as mirrors. It's about what you're reflecting to yourself mm -hmm. that is self-focused on what am I doing? Why am I doing it when I'm doing it? Mm -hmm. All the way to the point of, well, Will, what color, what's your favorite color? And not what, you, not what you were taught to be your favorite color, but really what color do you enjoy the most? And mm -hmm. all the way to simplistically speaking, well, why, why do you wear the costumes you, welcome, you wear? These are very, and I, want, I cannot highlight enough, Karen, they're life-altering questions, as silly as it may seem. Yeah, they but are. Starting to discern and understand why you do what you do when you do it. Mm -hmm. Having a thought that leads to another thought, leads to another thought, leads to another thought. This is where I do encourage at times, hey, let's bring you forth, you as your higher self, you as the higher vibrating frequency and megahertz of light that you are now, Let's bring that forth. Now let's have a dialogue with the body. Let's separate yourself from the body and the mind. So, because normally the mind is your best buddy. It, you couldn't function in a body on a planet without a mind. Mm -hmm. But there's the ego outside of the mind that's been taking the steering wheel and affecting literally, you know, through the sub-psyche, which is 80% of the brain or 80% of the mind and all of the tied up emotions that are projecting your manifestational world and the sequences of events that play out in your manifestational world without you cognitively um, discovering or cognitively coming to terms with, why do I keep repeating the same thing? Right. I know the knowing is you. Now we get back to the tormentors of the mind. Okay, so just to put it in another way. So the subconscious programmings are running, what did you say, 80% of your thoughts of and mind, yeah. of the mind and, um, and you're not consciously aware of that. You're just sort of being run by it uh, until you stop and, and inquire. You stop and ask questions. Who am I? What's my favorite color? What do, I, what do I believe? What are my values? What do I really want? So that self-inquiry. And even so, your values, is, you also go into why do I value what I value? You, you, you strip it away so finally eventually you have you. You strip it away. So when you walked in, you weren't completely uh, awake or conscious of who you were at the time. And then like all of us, you had to remember. So you had to go through the veil. It's not like you were, you stepped in completely awake. You had to, you had to remember like we all do. Yeah, and yes, and it was interesting at first because when I first opened my eyes, mm -hmm. I was on the seventh floor of Mercy Hospital in San Diego, California, overseeing 
the coast and the most beautiful heart-striking heart sunset, the most colors, on and on and on. And then came the rest of the old wheel spell. So I remember that. Mm -hmm. It was like, that is amazing. But not knowing at that moment that I was me, not the old will. That took on a life of its own, even to where the partner, the offsprings, the uh, brother, sister, mother, blah, 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 came in. It was like, okay, I know everything about you, but who are you? <laughs> okay, so at 26, Will was married with children. Uh-huh. Wow, okay. Obesely overweight and hating on himself. Why did he go into hospital? What was wrong with the physical? What was wrong with the body? It was for the gastric bypass surgery. Gastric bypass, right. So he was really overweight. And having like 425 pounds. Wow. Oh, my it gosh. It didn't happen because he was hungry. <laughs> <laughs> few horses from hoof to head, you know, <laughs> Sorry, that just got me. It didn't happen because he was hungry. Oh my god! Okay, okay. I I just got so many questions. I want to know where did yeah. you come from before you were in this Earth incarnation? Have you had other Earth incarnations, or have you completed your cycle here? Or I've got so many questions, William. Thing too, because I went through all of the old Will's incarnational life streams, but in reality, I'm from Source Consciousness and from Sirius. Sirius. Uh, Okay. The, uh, the planetary constellation. So when you say you're from Sirius, we're all from Source, but you've you've hung out more in Sirius than other places, basically. And then, in on my way here, going through Orion and Pleiades. Okay, so you stopped off at Orion, had some lives there, and the Pleiades had some lives there, did some experiences. Not so much lives; it was more like observation. Right. Okay. Okay. Okay, uh, what, uh, I think I've asked you that question. Density, what density did you come from? Or should I say, what are you carrying now as you walk in this physical form? What sort of vibrational density are you carrying? Would you call yourself a third dimensional, fourth dimensional, fifth dimensional? I know this is linear terms, linear explanation, but. I would say, because I see dimensions different. Mm -hmm. They're all levels of density. So when I look at it, I would say the fifth to the seventh. Um, okay. Additional love, fifth, and then the sixth being even more expansive than the seven, kind of like going full circle to fully marry and express outwardly. Uh -huh. I don't want to say a personality level. I would say more of a matrix of consciousness. Yeah. Yeah, we were having a discussion with what another teacher that I had in my online group, uh, the Inner Sanctum, I call it, Garnet Schulhauser, and he was saying that once we reach a certain vibratory frequency, then we ascend to what he de deemed as the new earth. Yeah. And, I, and I said, yes, but Garnet, there are beings that live in physical bodies that are actually are vibrating at a much higher frequency or rate or however you want to call it that have, are not ascending to the new earth. They're staying here. And he said, well, why would you do that? And I said, well, as teachers. And um, how does that happen? Well, what happens is that since I've been here, especially maybe the last 10 linear years, mm -hmm. there's interesting 
interesting journey. Many are reaching what I call the finish line. Mm-hmm. So they go past the finish line. They, they completed everything. They came in by a vows, God's supremus, karmic lattice work, blah, 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 to wrap up and complete. So they reached the finish line. And then you go through what I call a void. And you go through the void, but then you're also offered at that point the opportunity to fully marry and step into your form without going through the reincarnational principle or to step out of your form. That's why it seemed like several years ago, everyone and their brother and their cousin's dog had cancer. Many had reached that ending point. They went through a void and they decided to step fully in or start to drop the body and go through the reincarnational principle. But coming back, uh, because they would go through the halls of honor and the halls of karma, then the halls of honor, and then you'd be welcomed home, embraced, and, but yet still encouraged to pick up a new form because some that were still very asleep, they still hit that point. But then they were escorted by the young because they still had too much density to make a full transition through all the veils. So due to judgment, emotion, blah, 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 um, belief systems, religion, all this other stuff that they were still kind of hung up on. So vibratorily, they could not make it through the astral planes of consciousness. So the astral planes, if you can look at it like emotion, thought forms, identifications, perceptions, projections, all of that has weight. Mm-hmm. You don't, but that does. Mm-hmm. And when you step out the body finish line or not, and you say, I'm ready to make a full transition, so forth, so yeah, you'll go up through the... Uh, Caves of creation, the halls of honor, you'll get new rungs, which means a different vibratory sound. Mm-hmm. You merge and marry with the rest of yourself through your Merkaba and everything else, but you're still too dense, weighted downwise by all the density that was created, identified with, that you've taken into your own presence to where, yeah, you'll be encouraged to come back in and now maybe more of an awakened state, maybe more as an indigo, crystalline, rainbow, offspring, and trouble and triple, all the above. And uh, where you'll come in a lot more further along, a lot more awake. And a part of you coming in is to go into some of the denser family monads mm-hmm. and lighting it up from the inside out. So, Okay, so where are you on that journey? Oh, what do you mean, Square? Well, 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 where is your consciousness on that journey? Like, what's what's your agreement with density? Well, where I was when I came in, as I mentioned earlier, I was, okay, I know everything about you, but who are you? And that was like to the whole family monad. And then along the way, one thing unfolded another. Uh, it was almost like doing a one-on-one with each and every dear one in the family monad until eventually they realized that I was no longer their partner, their brother, uh, son, and the magnetics, not because me preaching and all this other stuff, it was more about magnetically speaking, the magnetic cords that are hooked into that magnetic paradigm that makes up a family monad in the first place. When one third brother awakens, everyone feels it because the magnetic cords dissolve. And the last time I met with them, it was uh, actually my bride now, Mary Elizabeth. We went out to San Diego for to, to, to have dinner with them. 
so it was literally a relief release, but not like an anti. It was more like, hey, come if you want to come. But due to density, they decided to still play out their own cyclical cycles between one another. Now, okay. now so basically, door. it's like a lot of starseeds say they they don't relate to their family at all. <laughs> they just they don't feel like they're related. Sorry, going. So There's a lot of reasons for that. A lot of reasons for that. Yeah. If you come with the same cyclical cycle, like your typical leave it to beaver or leave it to beaver or Brady bunch again. You came in <laughs> up to potentially, I mean, you're the light there in all these call it darkness, call it belief system, call it structures, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, you will feel at times like the white sheep, sheep of the family. The white sheep. <laughs> <laughs> they can do whatever they want to do but it's still not going to fit so, so you this... come on purpose to no longer get sucked into that that's why so much psychiatric therapy has been it making a comeback because many of you are, what the heck's going on yeah there's so many questions that are arising as you talk as i knew there would be so basically the family, just to make it really linear, just kind of didn't relate to you anymore. And maybe in their own mind, they've just gone, oh, he's gone crazy. I can't relate. But he doesn't feel like my son. He doesn't feel like my brother. He doesn't feel like my, you know, they just, they've, they've not rejected you, but they don't relate to you anymore. Because there's, there's no longer a, a, a magnetic connection right in the solar plexus. So it's almost like a karmic agreement that magnetic connection it's like we're going to stay together and we're going to pretend that we're brothers and mothers and fathers and stuff and we're okay. going to we're going to believe the illusion and play okay. out these roles but then okay. that that's been cut and it's like no you're not mine anymore you're not a part of my agreement Would that you know, it's like i see the body which could be confusing but who are you <laughs> yeah okay so, all right. So when I asked you, where are you in that cycle? When you leave, when you uh, rescind your consciousness from this form, where do you go if you're not sort of moving up through the halls of the astral planes and the halls of honor? And because obviously it sounds like what you're saying is we're still learning after we exit this density, we're learning in other densities. We're learning about other densities, how to move through thought form, and belief and karma, we can still do that in other realms, right? Yeah, but the, yeah, but the karmic lattice work is definitely out. People, their ones are still waking up to it. Like they have the habitual behaviors, but nothing really behind the behaviors anymore, except it fits into this little box called the comfort zone. Uh -huh. That's me. Yeah, the formators of the mind, right? Bad, comfort is good. The point of life is to be undisturbed. And so <laughs> is that cycle just repeating and repeating. Is there anything really behind it? Not anything magnetically or energetic. Now it's just more habitual. Yeah. And it, maybe you'll get a, in a bump another car or a car a bump you, or maybe you'll trip and fall and everything turns into light. I mean, it's different for everyone. But it is happening, even a big one is dreams, lunar levels, uh, solar levels that are starting to peel away all the mask to where you start to arise more and more. Now, is there still work to be done? Of course there is. But, it, but you're becoming more unidentified with, okay, 
I have a female form. Okay, this is how I act. This is what I do. This is my nails, hair, blah, 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 blah. Or a male form as well. Got to lift inanimate objects and for some odd reason. Now, you go beyond that. It doesn't make any sense to me personally. But, you know, <laughs> like, well, why would I lift something I don't have to lift? Like the weights at the gym. <laughs> exactly. Like, how are you doing this? To rip muscle to build scar tissue, so you look bigger. All right, whatever floats your boat. And no judgment on my part, but it's one of those things. Well, if that's where you got where you got to go, then please go there with great love. I love, but just to remind you, the healthiest the body can be is tone, because you get big muscles, you have range of motion issues, and you know it drains the bones and all this fun stuff. Ah. <sighs> Okay, so I've written down here, I've written down here, how long did it take you to untangle yourself from old Will's uh, negative thoughts? Let's see, there was the two and a half years in the wheelchair and then all the deaths. Oh. So I would say about three and a half, four years. And then you started remembering, realizing, activating more of your true self. Well, it started happening along the way when my body was given eight different death sentences, medically speaking. Right. Uh, there's nothing more we can do for you. Get your yes. affairs, uh, and we'll try to we'll try to control the pain. Which I had a dirty pain pump in the body, all this fun stuff. Even from regular pain medication to experimental medication from a snail like down in South Africa that they made into a pain medicine, and nothing would touch it. Now, the real story is that I didn't know at the time, but it has been revealed that it was to go through the whole dying off process. And the most important part there, you know, you look at all your day-to-day -day stuff, the things that are taken so serious, things that are taken, so all these, all this energy. Well, at that point, it was like a total surrender, even of the body, that there's nothing to hold on to, nothing, it wasn't like an emotional roller coaster. It was more like, okay, this is where the knowingness came through more and more at that time and started to really unveil. And then I started having visitations like the Magdalene, the Mother Mary, the Kuan Yin, the Pleiadians, the Buddha, the Krishna, Paramahansa Yogananda, mm -hmm. and Pleiadians, Orions, uh, every once in a while, Syrians, but, and then the Cryon Collective, the uh, Abraham Collective, the Ashar Collective, on and on, Metatron and all that fun stuff um, that I would sit with on the front porch of where I was living and still in that handicap home. Uh, and the pain was so horrendous. I mean, to wear a pair of shorts or even to put in a sheet over the body at night would be excruciating. So I spent a lot of time awake just looking at the stars. Um, and that's when I started, Easter ones started letting more of their presence be known. It's almost like, almost like walking up the handicap ramp and Francis of Assisi's and so many others. Um, we started having dialogues together. And then there was a part of explaining a little bit about uh, your entourage, angelic archangelics in the host realms, like you call them your mob. And where they really connect with you, they're always there. It's just a matter of 
polarity speaking, how far do we push them away via I so identified with this world rather than living right in the middle where we get to explore, enjoy, express, enjoy everything with being in a body on a planet. But still, it's not you. It's not your personality. It's not your ego. It's like now we come back to pure pinpoint of expression through creation that we get to be all encompassed with having it all, not one or the other. Oh, so much said in that. So much said in that. <laughs> yeah, my mob. So they all they all think they came, the Abraham Collective, Cryon Collective, yeah, the Magdalens, they all came to just say, hi, we're here for you. All kinds of fun things. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I don't even know where to go. So I, I wrote down, it's kind of like you're channeling all the time. You don't have to connect and channel. You're just a, like an open channel. No ego, no fear, no doubts. Yeah, because I remember one specific time. It was when I was still in the wheelchair and the pain was excruciating and someone left me in charge of watching their children at the swimming pool. Well, it's kind of interesting. I look over, there's this three-year-old, maybe about a foot and a half, two feet from the surface of the water underneath. And her hands were out like that, not knowing what the heck's going on. So, and this is where we go into total surrender. I rolled right over and rolled my chair and myself into the pool, held the kid above water. And divine orderly speaking, their father came and jumped over the fence, grabbed the kid, and then took my body out of the water. Now, my point here isn't about a good, good job, blah, blah, blah. No, it was about that knowing that everything is always fine. The universe always has your back. Did I see the father? No. Was he even around? No. But my heart was so much into arising this child above water. It, it wasn't even a thought. It was like automatic pilot. And for me, it was superseding, overcoming the whole perceivable fear of death, the fear of what does it even mean? when it was the heart that did all of that uh, as my higher levels and the whole universe that brought this dear one over the fence and jumped right in and took out the, took the child and then took, brought my body up. Now, I couldn't have made that up. Um, I couldn't have planned that. But you look at the divine order, right? Um, where I've had so many bolts of energy when I was working in Clyde, Arizona, of uh, helping uh, Lola, which was lots of love for animals, get started in building the sanctuary. And I was held the big wires coming down from the pole. I had no idea my arms were wet, but it's like 115 outside. So, but back into the box and zam, zap, my body left the ground with electricity. Now, can you imagine for a moment if I was identified with, okay, let me think this out. Okay, power, powers can go through this, go to that. If you get shocked, you're a goner. Well, what if we remove all that stuff and I was up 20 minutes later working again? Now, because there wasn't one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 equals 11. No, it was a state of grace, fluidity, fruition, and the whole project was from the heart anyways to assist the animal kingdom. 
Now, if we live our life like that 24 seven, look at how immune you are to all this other stuff. Because once, if you, if you imagine once there's an ant or an angst or a fear, what if, you can feel it in your body right now. But what happens when there isn't that? So what you're saying, you can live without fear. So we've been conditioned to live with fear and fear of harm of the physical form. So if you have no fear of harm of the physical form, I'm going to get hurt, I'm going to get sick, I'm going to die of a pandemic <laughs> disease. I mean, if, if we lived outside of fear, nothing that is going on in our world at the moment can exist in the way that it exists. Yes. Yes. Right. You have to ask yourself, right? Am, am I bigger than a COVID spore? Right. See, many get caught up here because they go into battle mode. Right. Anti, rather than taking a breath, saying, you know what? Not feeling it. So, so where your body naturally becomes more and more and more immune to anything and everything around. Because, and this is the bigger point here, Akira. You don't wake up so you can die. You wake up so you can continue to regenerate and generate. And many, that's where many get caught up is that okay, now I'm awake. Now I have to go live through all this pain. No, you already did it one time. Why, why go back there again? Let's just look at now. Okay. What's been, what's been the grim reaper over your back or whatever. Great. Let's turn around, look at it. I promise you when you turn around, look at it, bam, it dissolves. It doesn't have any hold anymore. Yeah. Which is you as your higher self embodying, integrating through the marriage of you and the body. So you exist everywhere until you get to the solar plexus. That's where all the carnal level starts and the physical level starts. You go through the carnal levels through the solar plexus <laughs> in your vortex and in your root. What's that? What are you calling it? Carnal level. Carnal, like carnality, um, survival. Survival. Okay. So solar that's plexus. where survival lives in the solar plexus. So that fear of surviving. So people that have digestive problems, uh, my daughter often spoke of when she was young, still does today, not as bad, that she gets pain in her stomach. Pain, and she went to the doctor, nothing wrong with her. So basically I'm telling her it's her emotions. She's saying, no, something's wrong with me. And I'm saying something's wrong with you because of your emotions. But anyway, so that's yeah. like fear living there, like fear of survival. Well, when I tune into your daughter, I see a lot of internalized resentment and regret oh. in her intestinal tract. Right. Now I tune into it because she's she shows up right here, and then she becomes afraid of the world, even at times afraid of herself. So you look at all this stuff, yeah, and you like you like you said. I mean, medically wise, nothing's showing up. Emotionally, yeah, it's like. Well, I, we could talk a lot about her, but I, I don't even see it as hers. I see it as her father's that she's taken on. But she, but she tunes into without even thinking his thought. Absolutely. And, she's so connected to him. And yeah, yeah it's almost like she's transmuting his karma because he's just not going to do it. <laughs> through her body. Through her body. Absolutely. We've discussed that many times. I want to go back to what you said about cancer. You said something yeah. about cancer. You said something about people being finished so they get a lot of cancer. Can you just go into that? That was something that I'm like, what? Let's, let's explore that. 
Yeah, because you reach a point. And a lot of times by default, but all of it is still to get your attention, to wake up from. There's like cancer. It was like everyone and their brother and their dogs got it from nowhere. It's almost like it was contagious. Now, that was them. Some, they, even in their sleep hours, their higher levels are connecting with them and trying to wake up the part of itself that is in the body principle. And a lot of it is from repression, all this other stuff. And for some, they've just wanted out of the body. But there is Okay, so I'm just going to go back to this point because that is true, isn't it? Like you see, so for instance, talking about the Abraham Collective, you know, Esther and Jerry Hicks. So Jerry, when he wanted out of the body, he got cancer and died. And then all the followers of the Abraham said, how can such an enlightened being get sick? But it, it was very obvious to me that when you want to exit, that you're going to manifest something like cancer. And it's kind of like, great, time to go. <laughs> Ensure, you know, ensure your way out, right? Now, right. Ensure your way out. Right. So it's kind of interesting, Karen, because if I was it's always made me wonder, because as who you are, total light, total pure particles of consciousness and light. Well, it's funny because it's like you get cancer, but it's kind of like you have to have a reason. So we'll call it cancer in this case. To break down your body so you can exit but right. isn't it just as easy just to walk out of the body well yeah and in fact abraham it's all yeah. stuff head of stuff abraham says it all the time through esther happy healthy happy healthy happy healthy dead <laughs> like yeah. why get sick yeah. why why go through all that now, why the, go well the big reason why dear ones go through it it's called life reviews so they catch up with themselves mm -hmm. they so these days, many are going to life reviews before they ever leave the body rather than stepping out of the body, then going through life reviews. Uh -huh. so you reach that through life reviews, all these old memories, these old, because memories aren't really memories. They're dimensional parts of yourself that you're still scattered in all these dimensional planes. So you sit back to resolve this, resolve that, come to terms with this, come to terms with that love it, forgive it, hate it, whatever. But it's like that unveilment of yourself in the mind, the body, the causal levels, emotional bodies, sub-psyche, taking through the cells, the very molecules and the atoms and subatoms that in the nucleus as well, that you're saying, okay, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye to all this stuff that I've internalized that has created and taken me for such a ride for so long that now I'm saying thank you, but no thank you, and reaching a zero point with. Okay, you're starting to lose me. <clears throat> this is what you do. You get, you get, a, you start talking, and I'm like, oh, I'm getting lost. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, okay, so um, I kind of got lost there. But with people, I just when you were tuning into my daughter with people who are suffering over their suffering. So when you speak, you make it sound so easy. Oh, just let go of it. Oh, just, you know, let go of it. Just transmute it. Just say bye-bye. Just say no thanks. Like you make it sound so easy. And for many, it's not. They kind of suffer over their suffering. They suffer over how do I let go? How do I let go of these thought forms that are not even mine? They're my dad's or my family's. Any wisdom for people around that? 
start with yourself first thing in the morning, put a figure eight um, around you. So you're standing on one side of the eight, just laying down, just like that. You're in one side of the eight, the world's in the other side, the whole planet, everyone on it. So this is where we walk through now, all right, family, all right, entourage, a mob, and so forth. Show me what today looks like. Show me all the gifts that they have to offer. Where are we going today? Not that we're, not that we're asking anyone to make a decision for you, because they they won't do that. That's like a whole different thing of giving your power away. But I'm awake. No, keep me awake. So now we hop in the shower, have a cup of coffee, hop in the shower, get off the work or wherever you're going. Now we're welcoming our family along with us, so that more and more. <sighs> They're going to unveil, un expose, unveil, expose, realign things. But before we get all caught up in the ego of, no, it's supposed to be this way, not that way. We're kind of letting go of the reins a little bit to let the whole universe work for you rather than you projecting a personality ego structure into all the unfoldments of the day. And then seriously, uh, we get home at night, go to bed, and all right, I bless this day, it is done. And big guns, you know, making me in all adjustments, alignments in my body, mind, and wherever else, your aura. So in the morning, great, or welcome in all the gifts to stay us off or show me. But see, it brings us to that point for one, not taking anything personal. Number two, we even start to question the personal. It's like, well, why would all these dear ones throughout this whole day? make it their own endeavor to have me suffer. Well, they're not gonna do that. They have their own energy, although there are a lot of energy games going on, but where you arise to the occasion, but then you start to peek out in above the mass collective consciousness to see what truly is rather than all these streams of thoughts and magnetics. Yep, hallelujah to that. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna get back to you because I know that you probably want to teach more than talk about you, but as I said before, I think that knowing more about you can teach us about us. Is this your first earth incarnation or this is my first. Okay. How do you find living in density? <laughs> How do you find it? Well, I find it really I find so much of it just to be a head scratcher. It's a head like scratcher? You know, it's kind of like, why, you know, <laughs> why are you getting up at six in the morning every day, griping all along the way you get in the shower, you get in the car, you get to your place of employment and you're just feeling like a prisoner. It's kind of like, well, you could, you get it easier going to jail because you don't have to work, but it makes me wonder. It, it, I find it kind of bizarre, right? I mean, dear ones, I cannot stand my husband. I cannot stand my wife. I cannot stand blah, blah, blah. Well, to me, it's pretty simple. Well, pack your bags and leave, <laughs> you know, because it's like, well, why are you sitting? Well, I shouldn't. Well, I was taught, well, God, well, blah, 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 blah. All the excuses, but where's the willingness? Where's the willingness? Yeah. So willing, if you're suffering, well, walk out of the situations you're suffering. In. Okay. So, so for you, for someone with a heightened consciousness, let's say. So you yes. find it a head scratcher. I totally get that. I find myself saying bloody humans. 
God, really? Bloody humans. <laughs> it's like, seriously? Really? Anyway, so what challenges you, but I've been here many times and I totally identify as human. What challenges you as a higher consciousness in a human form? Sorry, go on. Well, I guess maintaining the body, like shave, shower, it, it doesn't make any sense to me that you do it every day because it's like, well, I didn't do anything to go outside and exert anything. And I don't have little bugs all over my body. So I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> and, you know, and brushing your teeth, which yeah, you brush your teeth, but if you're not eating, why brush your teeth? But there's a whole nother belief system around that. And it's like, you grow your hair. Then you go get this done, get that done. It's like, why? You know, it, it's not a good or a bad thing. It's just things that really don't make sense. And then I have a lot of fun with driving a car vehicle because now I'm driving this vehicle, just driving that vehicle. It's, it's, it's just bizarre or taking my body from here to there when I could be there like that. Just oh, that's one of the questions I've got written down about teleportation. It's I'm getting to that. Yeah, go on, go on. <laughs> yeah. All around and oh, that was great. Okay, now let's take our body onto this big uh, aeroplane and go from point A to point B. Now, to me, that seems almost like a snail's pace, <laughs> uh, but it's how to get the package from one place to another place. Now, so things like that. You know, it's like you're sitting in the car. I'm going to take a road trip to a two hour road trip to wherever. Well, hop in the car and it's so easy just to take your consciousness there. So technically you're already there, but now you're bringing forth the dense package with you. Right. The car vehicle. And you're totally present because you can't do any of the above unless you are present. You know, so you're not like you're stuck in linear. It's like bam, bam, bam. But you're not like projecting your consciousness it's that you expand to where you're already there but you still have your body yes so in places like sirius obviously this doesn't exist right no. well where you come from i think sirius is a very big place but where you were hanging out so it's different density you're teleporting place are you in physical form when you're where, where you were you like it's more like the silhouette uh -huh. of a form, mm -hmm. but not a dense form. So it's more like, it's very nebulous. Mm -hmm. And it was propelled and manipulated through thought, not action. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you're constantly, this is where we get into like, using the word telepathy just seems, sounds really, really slow and dense, but it's like, there's an instantaneous knowingness how all the parts come together. It's kind of like on a craft, you would have a craft, but you don't look at it linearly. Mm -hmm. You look at this beautiful ball that you send a coordinate, bam, you're there. Yes. It looks like yes. it's on I've heard it explained, uh, you know, space travel, like once you don the vibration of the coordinate you're instantly there like once you just take on that that mathematic equation which equals vibration mm -hmm. then you're you're in that location instantly 
exactly exactly there's no step one through ten right you're just there so yeah oh so exciting okay so <laughs> yeah also don't mind urban karen what's your favorite place on the planet Oh, my favorite place on the planet. I have to say up near Byron Bay, it's pretty beautiful up there, but where I live is not bad either. <laughs> I don't know. I don't do favorites. I just enjoy wherever I am at the time. <laughs> but anyway, for the process of this conversation, say it's Byron Bay. Yes. Okay. So let's go to Byron Bay just like that. Mm -hmm. What's going on in Byron Bay right now? Oh, I can see so much. Like I can see so much. I can be there in a thought. Yeah. 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 Let's go to Peru. Okay. Yep. Uh-huh. The birds right now. Birds? Yeah, from the it looks like almost like jungle, but in Peru. Okay. And I just took our consciousness right there. Mm -hmm. You could feel the lushness, mm -hmm. some of the dampness. But look at how quick we got there. Absolutely. And now we come, because right now we're totally present. So now we can, this is opening up to anything and everything. Yep. Up right now, bam, let's go to Pleiades. And Ooh, that just felt completely in my solar plexus. That just went, exactly. I just, expanded in my solar plexus oh it makes me want to cry oh. all cry together <laughs> ah, yeah you can just be there in the speed at the speed of thought yeah i mean the place and you just went bam and wow what the heck happened like almost like conscious whiplash but what i love about it is you got to see yourself without density polarity, weight, belief, perceptions, and no limitation. And then you go from there to, all right, the other side of Pluto, you know, and you can... Ooh, there's a sound. Yeah. There's a sound. Pluto's humming. There's a sound. The vibrational frequencies that... Ooh. Because you go through this solar system, it's sending magnetics all the way through the other planetary realms. And they have their own uniqueness as well. But when it all comes down to it, it creates such a beautiful harmonance of particles of consciousness that allows this whole universe to breathe, expand, pull in, breathe, expand, which goes into why there's all of a sudden new planets showing up and on and on and on because the veils are lifting through those vibratory, vibratory frequencies and those tones because when i go to Pluto, i hear so much of it has this tone of some of the sperm whales in the ocean in the great whales. right so if you collapse the perception of linear you'll see those whales are just much there as they are here but there's nothing in between yeah i, mean, I once heard drumbelow uh, melchizedek talking about his journey to earth and he said he hung out by the eye of a whale before he came into physical form and and he talked about the whales and the dolphins being simultaneously on two planets at once. Yeah. And, um, and I'm like, how does that work? <laughs> so in Sirius on that water planet, I think Garnet calls it, oh, he gave a name for it. Anyway, he visited it. There's a complete water planet 
in, in, in the serious constellation where the whales and dolphins come from? It's especially the belugas. The belugas, really? The beluga pilot, it's like gray whale, sperm whale, um, dolphins, porpoises, and also some of the big cats like white lions, white tigers. Um, yeah, and it looks like the, the very pure essence of like a cockatoo and a parakeet, uh, but they're totally white. Um, and macaws a little bit, but with those it's kind of different because it's like a macaw before uh, the colors were created. So just getting back to the whales and dolphins living simultaneously on these two planets, their form isn't, but their consciousness is, and they're aware of that. Is that how it works? Um, that's why you watch so many of the whales. <clears throat> they're constantly connecting with Pleiades. Right. Uh, and they send off their frequencies. But you see, they're just as much aware there. Not like Cocoon, you get a spaceship and all that. Right. It's just more like they're there. But then funneling, funneling vibratorily down to fit into the form here. And then they go into boosting that species, but they're not isolated that species because many species, they are like dogs, wolves, and they're connected a lot with the bears, but they can overlap, you know? So porpoises are porpoises, but sometimes they will present like in a, the body of a beluga. Okay. Um, they don't really like become human. It's a whole different game. You know, so it's cool, the Merman Kingdom, but it's not like one minute you're on land walking around, the next minute you're bubbling water. You know, it's more like the Merman Kingdom plays more with the celestial realms, the angelic presences. And then you go from there to the evolvement of humanity that's opening up to all these portals everywhere all the way technically like i did something one time i tried i did a few times scuba diving because it was known to be a very relaxing and quiet place at the bottom of like in my case hoover dam in nevada but it got kind of odd the second time around after you go through all the exercises to get licensed well when all the particles of water started communicating Everything turned into total light, total particles of light made up to be a molecule of water that was, they were all speaking at the same time and sharing where they've been, what's gone on, solar system, ecology, and all that fun stuff to where it became for this brain and the mind that the the mind that's using this brain, the brain that's using the mind to be able to articulate and translate in a level of understanding, it basically was fried uh, because there was too much coming in at once. But yet, you know, you get to the top of the water and all that fun stuff, but it was like, that didn't seem very relaxing because everything is consciousness and it will open up and expose itself. 
Okay. Talking to the water, I talk to the water all the time. It's fascinating. But I'm getting back to the whales and dolphins. So you're saying that, what did you call it? The Neptune kingdoms? What did you call it? The what? What did you call the sort of water beings? The Neptune kingdoms? The Mermans? The Mermans. The Mermans. I love that. So the Merman world Uh uh, is another idea. So you... If you're having that experience, you're kind of experiencing another way of, of consciousness in form that's exploring other experiences. I'm, f- I'm trying to find words for this, well, and you wouldn't, and you wouldn't necessarily incarnate into a phys- into a human form because that's something else. Is that what you're saying? No, it's a whole different kingdom in itself. And yet, I'm pretty sure my daughter's been a dolphin. <laughs> What you're picking up on is that part of her from her celestial realms that emanate through those kingdoms that I wouldn't say, I would say that, yes, she merged with a dolphin, but I can't say that she was a dolphin. Okay. She's journeys through that kingdom, but she was never like, you know, flipper. You know, where it's like she would, her consciousness would go into it, but not be trapped into the form. Okay, she, so she's riding with the dolphin. Like I rode with a, I rode with a bird once. Yeah, I can't yeah. even remember if it was a dream or I, I can't remember, but I have this really strong memory of doing this. It might've been a meditation where I'm in the body of a bird. It's like I'm piggybacking in the body of a bird and I'm experiencing flight and I could hear the wind. It was so loud as the bird was flying and I could feel the wings and the wind through all the feathers. And yeah, so it was like I was piggybacking on a bird. So eyes, right? Yeah. Yes, looking down over the land, over the trees. It was so beautiful. It's such a beautiful dual dynamic because they're welcoming you in and you're merging with them so they get to share with you about their kingdom as well as you share with them about about yours but it's like a beautiful meld but it's not like you're confined to it right but is it possible to choose as a consciousness to have lives in the animal kingdom after you've been a human or before well here's kind of the deal with that you can, but it's after pretty much after you make a full transition. So we started as light popping in into in and out of the animal kingdom, mostly for procreating and experience. But then you as creator, this is where the memories come from. At first, you would pop into an animal, you'd pop into a fish, a dolphin, uh, reptile, dinosaurs, you would pop in and out of that. Okay, okay, okay. So when I'm seeing people that actually have and when in hypnosis that have had animal lives or even lives as trees and stuff, they're actually not fully entrenched in the life. They're just experiencing the life. They're popping in. They're just sort of saying, Can I see what this is like? Can I join you? In oh, this- oh, you go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, can I join you in this form to get the experience of what it feels like to be in form? Yeah. Or U.S. creator decided to make the mammalian species human uh-huh. because mammalian species that it's kind of fun. It's a form, but then the hue was the ancient 
frequency and tone of creator. So of course it came out with Hugh Mann. Hugh Mann, I know, I love that. That's beautiful. Can we just reiterate that? So Hugh is the frequency of creator and man is the frequency that the Hugh Mann is God and human combined. Yeah. Being a body, didn't you create a body? Didn't you create it? Um, the opposite gender to procreate, to populate the planet, which this whole planet being the Garden of Eden within itself, that you're able to take on a form after you've gone through the animal kingdoms, like popping in, popping out, popping in, popping out, before there was any density at all. And then it was a one year one, maybe a male, maybe a female, maybe, I mean, technically we had both. When uh, not so much the Adam and Eve, that was more based in gender, uh, but it was based more now that I see what you have, so I want yours as well as my own. And here came the karmic lattice work. So you became heavier and heavier and heavier based in action, words, and deeds, uh, rape, pillage, plunder, where it then went into eventually like the dark ages per se. And you got stuck in the karmic lattice work. And then you said, okay, you know, to get these US creator and creator as a whole to welcome back its parts, it was, okay, we're gonna go through this, we're gonna go through that see if we could turn on the light switch within each and every being. And now we get into journeys that were created to now seem linear rather than all that is. Does that make sense? Most of it. (laughs) (laughs) Most of it. Uh, So the question arises, can can a soul who is... mm, uh sorry they're yakking away um (laughs) i'm asking william (laughs) can a soul who is exploring contemplating earth earth density piggyback in a human form you know say can i come in and feel what it feels like to wear a body and like we can with the animals now will you will you say that like who a soul a soul yeah like a soul or a point of consciousness it's contemplating coming to earth and wanting to know what it feels like to be in density in a in a in a in a, in a human body can they sort of kind of enter a, someone who's already in their karmic reincarnational cycle having their earth experience can they come mm-hmm. in and sort of piggyback and say can i come in and feel what it feels like and stuff like that yeah well and that's also a part of entities energies and thought forms as well like uh when your body, when your body, you can always make agreements. Don't give me a correct. So to answer your question, yes. Uh, if you're wanting to, it, I would call it more soul fragmentation of a soul that's wanting to come in, experience what it's like to be a female or a male. And part of itself through its higher levels, the higher levels are above the soul level. Because the soul level is based in the Akashic records and everything's ever played out since the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, so a fragmentation of that soul that's why so many are walking around right now perceiving their jesus or something like that because mm-hmm. there's that soul fragmentation that merged with them but what they're really experiencing is the christ consciousness mm-hmm. not based on a person but that ray of consciousness which once again your natural state but yeah and they'll come in they will share that fragment of themselves. Like I have memories of walking down pathways 
uh, some desertish, some oceanic, um, some in the hills. Uh, okay, I have memories of walking in the shoes of Francis of Assisi. I have memories of walking in the shoes with uh, Yeshua Joseph, Sananda, mm-hmm. the Christ, which is really the Christ consciousness. I have memories of chuckling through the eyes of the Buddha. I remember have eyes of watching how Krishna was so connected with the orca whales and then his beloved betrothed. Now, I have all those memories, but does that mean that I'm actually them? No. No. But that's what I mean. Like the soul, like you go through teacher after teacher, whatever we want to call it, um, or let's say facilitator. Well, yeah, you're going to wear their sandals at times, but you're going to have these memories, which for the mind, but more than the mind, the ego that's wanting to claim it as this is who I am, it's who I was, Queen of England, blah, blah, blah. Well, it doesn't work like that because you're not it, but it is showing you through its eyes, your eyes. So it's like an imprint, you've been imprinted. It's like an imprint. It's like it's it's been given to you as an experience that you can utilize as you you walk this life. So it feels like a memory, but it's like an imprint. Yeah. Like a, yeah. You bring that forth. And you're literally sitting here looking down at your sandals, looking down at your body, and right. it doesn't matter your current body, and where they're showing you many times the simplicity of all that is. Other times you go into, you know, the mystery schools, which is more about uh, astrology, more about energy and healing, facilitating and communing but all together as an array to raise the consciousness, which now we call it vortexes. Mm-hmm. To open and create them. I was watching you last night teaching on your YouTube channel and I was doing some of the vortex stuff, bringing the vortex in and being neutral, neutral, neutral. I was doing it. It's just wonderful. It was so great. Okay, so, so what you're saying is these imprint experiences or memory experiences that people can have often they think oh it was me in a past life but it wasn't them in a past life at all it was just a memory they were given in order to help them on their journey in this life exactly okay and at times the memories can be at times like uh like a guidepost mm-hmm. of what is not what they've been told or taught or seen but what truly is, and it like opens up a whole different dimension of consciousness for them mm-hmm. to accelerate everything going on in their life stream. To accelerate everything going on in their life. You call it life stream, life, their life stream yeah. to accelerate. And then you eventually you get to a point where you no longer have past lives because you've collected all your soul fragmentations. So dimensionally speaking, you're still not being affected where when the children starved because you didn't have the ability to feed or it was a bad winter or these ones over there, it's froze to death because they took an incorrect turn, but they understood it and took it in that God was punishing them. So when so, you say you integrate your fragments, what you're saying is, I'm just trying to understand this. 
putting it in language that I can understand. What you're saying is that you've overcome and transmuted and understood the traumas of the past life. Is but that you're, what you're saying? Well, it goes beyond understanding. It, um, let's use you, for example. You and I okay. were just chatting. It looked like over in England, you were wearing a white kind of fluffy dress with a matching umbrella uh, and a little bit of like a hat. And you were in, like branching out from the kingdom to the forest, really innocently put, playing, uh, just frolicking around kind of thing. And it looked like at that time you heard horses and you became afraid. Now, it was more about the dear ones riding the horse in the carriage. And that comes back to, I believe, your mom, your mother, this time around. And you were afraid of being... Uh, punished like um like harshly punished like locked up I guess I would say in your room and in your your um your place in the palace now if you bring that into this life stream and we bring it into hypothetical voices of authorities how do you feel about voices of authority <laughs> I've always been a rebel <laughs> Exactly, just like that live stream. Right. Now we've taken that part of you, welcomed it back, cleared and purified, because we don't really want the memory, we want that clear, purified particle of yourself, of your soul level, right back to you now, to where now we can emanate more and more optimal health and well-being and homeostasis, plus clearer thought forms, clearer consciousness, which only accelerates, it's kind of like, the pebble in the water where it sends out ripples more and more <laughs> but also receptively as well okay it's the end of the radar okay mm. I'm, I'm i'm starting to understand this so going back to me i'm in a church um my boyfriend at the time is singing in a choir and i go into the church and i'm having these feelings of how i feel very uncomfortable in the church right for no reason in this life so i'm realizing that it's some past life life stream thought i don't know what you would call it your vernacular but oh. and i say to myself or my guides say to me through me karen you have to make peace with religion you have to make peace with the church uh -huh. so in that moment i'm thinking yes you know i'm holding all this anger around religion and the church and in this life, I have no reason for it, but there is this, but I'm holding it. So I, I consciously make that decision to make peace and to see how it's helped humanity as well as suppress humanity, but to also focus on the beauty of it and not just the trauma of it, that I'm carrying some trauma like burnt at the stake or whatever. Yeah. So that's what you're saying. That's, that's bringing my fragments into wholeness. Yeah, but clear, and cleared and purified. See, when it comes to the churches, it looks like where there was many fires, there was much uh, killing, hanging, yep. basically torture. Yes. Point, all in the name of God. Yes, it's making me cry. You're totally eating it. So, and it's like, it's right there, like a huge wake up for you of what is God? Who is God? And if this is God, I want no part of it. Right. But it's not really about God. It was about 
the ego, uh, your brother's behavioral mannerisms, no more different than the Holocaust, no more different yeah. than you're different, so we're going to punish you. And that was actually a big part of society. Society wanted to be all the same, so you wouldn't be harmed. Yeah. And, so right now, let's welcome back all of your energy, all of your power, cleared and purified. You're going to feel it in your heart, your solar plexus, where where all the persecution was, torment, pain, and using God as a justifier to take over continents, but no longer does it hold a place within you. It's big. Mm-hmm. You floored me, William, you floored me. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we'd cry together. <laughs> oh gosh, it's big. It's big for humanity too. I was speaking, oh, you know, I have an online tribe, a lot of Americans, and I was a lot of them come from this real fundamental Christian background in America and so much distortion, so much distortion uh, with rules and regulations and control dramas and more so than Australia. I find it interesting that I chose to be in Australia in this time. We don't have that same religious distortion as in this is not they're not as much of it anyway so uh it's it's interesting right because then you're starting to wake up to i mean on one hand religion when you're when you get involved in that i mean yeah there's manipulation control uh take your power give your power away but at the core of it each and every one at the very source, they're looking for a pathway home. Yeah. The pathway they're in until, once again, they will outgrow it, I promise you. Yeah. All the uh, discrepancies. Yeah. Um, all of the, well, it doesn't feel like a loving God. And right. It's been taught the way, like priests are now, they're getting to the point where they can get married, blah, 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 which goes against the whole original perception of purity yeah and so now it's coming back all the way from the carnal levels but the heart level coming in carnal levels dissolving out getting back to a point that where dear ones are able to see the light or god within one another rather than giving their power to uh, the biggest business on the planet literally and manipulation and control of your consciousness now there's a lot still to come out. The Vatican, Roman uh, warehouses, uh, Christianity. There's still a lot unveiling. Oh, yeah. So much. And everything else is becoming step by step. But I, I do want to say, as quickly as Brother Humanity can handle for their highest of us good. So it's happening, like the whole COVID thing. That takes me back to the whole cancer thing. It's just another excuse for dear ones to have that are ready to drop the body. That's why some get it, go through the process, and they're healthier than ever. Some get it, bam, they're out. It's kind of like, it's like the next wave. But my favorite part is that dear ones are being locked away in their homes. And my favorite part about that isn't about being locked away, but it's about having doing this, doing that, nine to five, repeat, do it, do it, do it. 
now is being brought for right there, like a deer in the headlights of who are these dear ones? Who's this dear one I'm married to? Who are these little children? You know, and the great beautiful ability to reopen the heart as the planet is regenerating itself, same with the animal kingdoms. So it's like a whole reboot. Absolutely. There's so much going on with what's happening in the world. So much enlightenment, so much beauty. And yet what most of us see is so much drama and so much illness and so much control. And yet behind the illusion of the drama, there is this, there is this stuff happening where, yeah, people are waking up and people are rethinking their lives and people are loving their families more and, and people are, cleaning up like Bali has completely transformed since COVID the, yeah. the oh my god the way that because of all the tourists like Bali's so over oh. so overpopulated and they all went away and so they started cleaning up all the rivers and oh wow there's so much happening but okay well, much mm -hmm. all of the hearts there in Bali are coming together on the same team now rather than butting heads so much yeah Oh, okay. Let's get into. Um, I've got a few questions I've written down here. What is the depolarization de magnetic to reverse the aging process? I want to know about that. But I wanted to talk about. So something Garnet said with us in the inner sanctum. He said that he visited a parallel reality of Earth, where the where the pandemic, where the coronavirus had hit humanity, but in a different timeline. So in an earlier part of their history, and uh -huh. that they, as they evolved out of it, as we are evolving now, they developed teleportation. Can you speak to us about teleportation? It just so fascinates me. Teleportation. It's kind of like what we were playing with a little bit ago, but. This is where we sit here, we close our eyes, focus our eyes right here towards the third eye. Let's just take a breath. And as we do, it's where we start commanding the body vibratorily to speed up and speed up. The vibrational frequencies in megahertz of light. So you can feel the cells moving faster and faster. You can feel the nucleuses of the cells, the atoms, uh, subatoms the molecular makeup. And even as you're focusing there, letting the body vibrate and vibrate faster and faster, because there's no end of how fast it can vibrate. But right now, we're, we've been dealing with the cost for the record effect, what had it slow down, what made it slow down in the first place. And it comes into what you're perceiving to be real, not real, identified, blah, blah, blah. But now, let's command it to accelerate more and more. And with our eyes focused towards the third eye, Let's go right in there, right into the master cell of the brain, which is right behind the pineal and pituitary glands. There's a master cell. And right now, let's just put a door there. Let's walk right through that door to activate youth vitality chromosomes, to reactivate the DNA, and to remove the old telomere hmm. and, with, and replacing it with new telomere. The telomere is what breaks down to give the body the appearance of aging. Hmm. Those command new telomere. Then. And now let's take our consciousness from there 
from our heart all the way through the throat, all the way through the pineal and pituitary gland, through the master cell, all the way up through the crown, through the astroplanetic consciousness and the mass collective consciousness, all the way to the sun, until the eyes start to flicker or want to flicker. Now let's go beyond the sun into, within, and through your central sun intelligence, which is technically creator as a whole. And right now, let's command by the Father God, creator of all it is, I command reactivation of this DNA, this RNA, youth vitality chromosomes, and new telomere now for my highest best good, for my body's highest best good, and for the highest best good of all concerned. Now let's bring the stream of that consciousness right back through the physical sun, all the way down through the cosmic lattice work, the actual planes of consciousness, the mass collective consciousness, all the way down into within and through your crown chakra lower vortex, into and through the back of the brain, the midbrain, the frontal lobe of the brain, the right left sides of the brain, into the pineal and pituitary glands and into the master cell. Let's just let this whole area light up, a blasting right through. And also as commanding the body to accelerate faster and faster vibratorily, opening, amplifying, and accelerating with so much more ease and grace for your highest best good and the highest best good of all concerned. You can even start to feel the pricklies through your body right now. That's the DNA activating and changing all the messages to each and every cell, molecule, subatom, and atom. It's changing it around for the full complete activation, but also the regeneration through uh, basically your own perceivable uh, fountain of youth through the youth vitality chromosomes and the telomere. And now it's just commanded to accelerate more and more. Going from the master cell through the third eye, pineal pituitary gland, front, middle, and back, right left sides of the brain, all the way down through the atlas and the axis vertebrae cervical vertebrae, the thoracic vertebrae, lumbar vertebrae, sacrum, all the way through your root chakra vortex, through the cossacks, into the root chakra vortex. Now, going through the third eye, front, middle, and back, the throat, front, middle, and back, down your upper arms, lower arms, into the chakra vortexes in the palm of your hands, down through the sternum and the heart, front, middle, and back, letting it accelerate and accelerate, build up and build up with more and more influx of energy, influx of consciousness, influx of light and influx of love because love is your natural state. Anything less than love, you know it's the ego. So through the heart, down through the carnal levels, the solar plexus, just taking a nice slow deep breath through the nose, hold all the way through the solar plexus. And now like you're gently trying to blow out a candle, exhaling as slow as you can through the mouth and letting this energy move all the way downwardly through your whole central column, through the navel. Once it's reaching to the navel, pull out all those magnetic cords, uh, the family monad magnetic repeats of all the old baggage of repetition. Let's pull it all out. So now you can have your thoughts, not having it intertwined with anyone else's, down through below your navel, through your crater several vortexes, front, middle, and back all the way down through the pelvic girdle, and even right now, not denying your gender specific specificity, but right now, let's become genderless. 
it's an organ. One carries the next wave of humanity. The other one plants the seeds. Now, from here, let's just be, let it be that simple, that clear. No male, no female. It's just another organ, just like a liver. Going all the way down through the pelvic girdle, the upper legs, lower legs, into the feet. And as you open your eyes on the next deep breath, on the exhale, pushing your palms together, like in a praying position in front of your heart, pushing your feet into the ground. Letting all of this integrate for the long term. Isn't that fun? <laughs> that is fun. That is fun. I have done that. I used to do that on clients and I used to teach it, but not like that. Because I heard, I was taught it in a healing course in my 30s, going into the pineal gland and changing the telomeres. And I've done it many times when, and I'm still aging, but you've just taken it to a whole new level, William. <laughs> and identified. So we're not, our bodies are not by default mimicking what we see all around us. Yeah. It's not over the hill, under the hill, behind the hill. We're not basing ourselves on society anymore or what other people's bodies do. This is your body to do with what you so choose. Yeah. The rest is just unraveling all the stuff that has been bought into. Absolutely. When I've chatted to my guides about it, they, you know, because I've sort of done this process, not like that, but similar and i'm like i'm still aging and they said you know karen <laughs> aging's more about what you believe than anything and i'm like yeah they said if you believed you were 36 you'd look 36 and i'm like yeah i don't believe that and they go there you go <laughs> take your mind to the healthiest that you have felt this time around in your body oh yep i'm there okay so let's take that message that picture mm -hmm. listen Send it to the body. Body, recreate this, please. Nice. Because this is where... My body was healthy. My mind wasn't so healthy, though, when you... <laughs> How blessed we are to be with all that. <laughs> but now it's where the body can now follow your lead. Yeah, the body can follow my lead, right? Yeah. Because we are the creators of our reality in all in all sense of in all forms and all senses. And the body. Oh, go ahead, please. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say you answered that question. What is the depolarization magnetic to reverse the aging process? You've just done it. <laughs> and now it's like the body. What I love about the body, the body's the innocent part. Right. It's just following your lead. Yeah. So what happens when we come back to you? not because the mind's constantly scanning 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 which is why you as creator can created a mind so you'd quit walking off cliffs and letting dinosaurs eat you so you created something called common sense and be able to take in all the variables not just the safety came later that was an ego made thing but where you just don't walk off cliffs anymore i mean so now let's turn it around to use it as a tool for you, rather than feeling held hostage by the ego. Right. Your body, it affects your mind, it affects the thoughts that scan by. 
and we just break energy, let the world be the world. But going back to that figure eight, where we're in one side, the world's in the other, where now all of our days, Monday through Sunday, so forth and so forth. And I say that, but I mean it like this, not like this. So um, where now our body's speeding up, it's activating, amplifying. Now we've given it the go ahead. Now we just look at what's on our schedule, get running with it, let the body take care of the rest rather than pulling it back in to try to refocus it again. That's where we get into confusion land with the body. Yeah. So as this technology, consciousness technology becomes more available to the collective, do you see our whole aging process changing? Oh, um, really? it, mm-hmm. Can yes. you, you got to remember the karmic wheel is done. Mm-hmm. The are still waking up from it. But there will come a time up to maybe three generations, if not this one, depending on where you're at on your journey, Yeah, where the whole procreation cycle it won't be such a constant because there's, there's not souls waiting in line to come on board. They will already be here, but now they won't be dropping their body, getting to a certain point, dropping their body, coming right. back, wake up further. And that's part of this beautiful purification we're watching globally right now, from the weather to, because the weather, it's clearing out the denser levels of consciousness and the denser pockets that have been integrated on the planet with density. So the planet's purifying, purging itself as these levels of consciousness are dissolving to where now it'll be more fluid. Because I can't wait for the day where, okay, it's, let's say, middle of summer and we're having snow. Because it's those magnetic patterns that are breaking down, like winter, spring, summer, fall. They're... It's like a magnetic pattern because the planet itself, everyone on it is stepping out of time. Right. Patterns, it's almost like expect the unexpected, which is pretty awesome because analytically, sub-psyche and psyche, emotionally, you're not depending on, okay, right now it's Christmas, so we're going to have a heat wave. It's more like, show me. Our bodies are not responding nor reacting to what we've been used to because those are all patterns. We're stepping even out of those magnetic patterns to show me, really. So with with you, coming back to you, how long are you going to hang out in the body? I mean, have you had an agreement? Well, it's not so much agreement. Now... To be literal, about every 90, 91 days, I'm offered the ability to step out. Right. And I'm constantly, yeah, no, thank you, but no, thank you. I'm having a blast. Mm-hmm. But it's more of having a blast rather than I have to. Yes. There's a big difference there because it's not like this is unresolved, that's unresolved. It's more about... Choice. Do you want to? Yeah. And... It's, it's kind of like you love, you emanate, you express, you receive, and you love, emanate, express, and receive. Not that there's any score to be taken, but then I know for a fact I could drop the body, but then as a whole right now, dear ones are standing in line to pick up a body, so why would I vacate mine? Uh-huh. 
So like another teacher I had on the show, Michael Tamora, who has had five near-death experiences, he was he was told mm-hmm. during his first, you know, there's no, you, you, there's no reason to go back karmically. You've done all that you said you wanted to do. And then he asked the guides, uh, would there be more benefit to me being in a body or can I teach from this perspective? They go, oh, much more benefit being in the body. He said, well, I'll go back. <laughs> yeah, because you got to remember when you don't have a body, you don't have any regulation or form to feel the love that you feel in a body. You don't have anything to feel it with. You just are. So of course, coming back through, you know, even maintaining, it's that, you know, you have all these sensa- sensations of touch, feel, smell, your hypersenses, intuition, purities, clarities, and just the lighter you become in the body, the stronger your innate abilities are going to become anyways. And then they're going to grow upon and grow upon. So it's like, when you don't have a body, you cannot taste a banana. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. You have memory of it, though. You can have memory of it. Like I've spoken, my girlfriend who died years ago, she was born thalidomide affected. She said to me after she died, I was in the ocean, you know, savor the feeling of the water on your skin. Like exactly. you can't, you have a memory, but you can't experience that when you're out of the body. Like, yeah, just she was just reminding me of how delicious so- it is physical yeah yeah and all your senses are gone yeah not a pleasant yeah oh my gosh william i just have to say i thought this was going to be good that this has been just extraordinary i have so many other questions are you still good to chat for a little while well i am i i'm i'm actually being called up for dinner (laughs) i know well let me just just finish with this what do you see humanity most needs at this time Compassion and understanding. So as the light weavers, light workers, new world teachers, difference makers who are watching this, accelerate your compassion and kindness and And understanding. understanding. I mean, before you go to judge, why don't we look at understanding why dear ones are doing what they're doing when they're doing it? Yeah. Then you're going to have compassion because your heart's going to open rather than the ego taking you for a ride and basically cursing everyone. Yeah. Because the cursing them, it's just, it's just survival mentalities. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care if you believe in Jesus, Buddha, or I don't know, someone falling from the sky. It doesn't matter what your belief is. What matters is, because my belief's not bigger than your belief. Let's let's all agree not to have a belief <laughs> and be able to celebrate you know, just being in a body on a planet. And then the more we focus on that, sweetheart, watch how every part of your life opens up. Absolutely. Love it of the heart, uh, finances, opportunities. There's no end. Um, it's not because you're trying. It's actually kind of the opposite. You're not trying, so you can let it happen. Because when you try, magnetically, you're pushing away. You're not welcoming it. Okay. When you try, magnetically, you're pushing away. You're not welcoming in. This is the exact conversation we had 
on mm-hmm. my in my group the other day because one of we've got teachers you know teachers in in schools one of them is a principal and, and and anyway she was just saying that we're so conditioned to work hard and try harder like it's such a big conditioning how do I as a teacher as a principal as somebody that oversees schools how do I change that collective thought form for our children like stop trying <laughs> you know, and I encourage you know let's go to work let's sit down with the kids Let's sit down on the ground because that's going to get through the even comprehension wise. The pressure is going to be off them. So they're not being rah, 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 rah. They feel like we're side by side. Yeah. And it turns the dynamics around to where students that might have flunked out, mark my words, are going to start flourishing. Yeah. Because they're not being threatened anymore. Oh, darling, well, I'm going to let you go and have dinner with your wife. (laughs) It's late there. It's like quarter to nine, isn't it? Uh, uh, Let me swear. Thank you so much for this beautiful opportunity tonight. It's been just incredible. It's been 10 years in the making. As I say, I've been, I've had my eyes on you for all that time. (laughs) (laughs) You're, you know, as one of the speakers for the Higher Self Expo, it was my opportunity to actually manifest this conversation. So it was like, I feel so blessed. And I can't imagine what you're going to talk about at the Higher Self Expo because you, there's just, there's just no end to you, William. This is like, you can ask you anything. You can see anything. It's like talking to source itself. I don't know. It's like, who needs a channel? Who needs a psychic? It's, you know, you are just, you are just the whole package. I would love to have another conversation with you for the show, or maybe even invite you as a guest teacher into our inner sanctum one time to talk to the little tribe. I'd be more than honored. I'd be honored too. It's been so delicious. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You too. And we love you. We'll talk to you soon. Love to your wife. Be love. Bye. Oh, crikey. Oh, I don't die. I'm, I'm a bit speechless. You know me? Never <laughs> speechless. I'm completely speechless. After that encounter with William. I call him William, but he's not William. William is just that body he's wearing. He's so beyond William. I just had a conversation with a Syrian. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Isn't he cool? As I say, most of the time when he starts, when he gets on a roll, he's totally beyond me. I'm like, huh? But um, he has this, he dumped it down for me today. He slowed his energy down. Because when he gets on that roll, he's, he's, he's fast. It's just energy that's flowing through his mind. And he just, and for us, <laughs> as Garnet calls us, for us puny linear mind, you know, humans, it's just a bit beyond us unless you're, you know, unless you're vibrating at that same intellectual frequency. Uh, but he, but I noticed that he, he slowed himself down today for me. <laughs> That was good. I hope that helped you too, because I've watched many of his interviews and I go kind of go, huh? Yeah. Wow. Aren't there extraordinary people on the planet? How about when he said every 90 days he's given a choice? Like it's a review. Do you still want to be here? Yeah, I'm still having fun. So he's not kind of caught up in the karmic cycle. He's here simply to be of service to humanity. As he says in his bio, I had so many other questions I didn't get through. As he says he's in his bio, he's here to assist brother humanity as an instrument of 
the universe and create a consciousness with great passion and inspiration to assist as many as I can in a body on the planet to arise and awaken. There's a lot of them. You know, you, I've spoken to hundreds of people, hundreds, not just on the show, but there's a lot of them. But uh, I don't think I've ever encountered anyone like William. Wow. Anyway, how'd you like that anti-aging uh, activation that we did? I would, if I were you, I would listen to this, you know, a few times. <laughs> I'm going to. I'd go, go back to it, go back to it, maybe slow it down a bit and do that activation. It's an activation that I used to do with my clients. I still do it sometimes. Going into the, he said the, he said the cell behind the pineal. We used to go into the pineal gland. But he said that there is a cell behind the pineal. Oh, they're showing me. It's on the pineal, but it's not in the pineal. I've never known that before. I always go into the pineal. They're saying, no, it sits at the back of the pineal. Ah, now you tell me. And uh, change the telomeres. If you don't know what telomeres are, look them up. They're the ends of the DNA. They fray with aging and you can re you know, reform them like, unfray them and this is all part of uh, the biological aging process but like my guy said to me Karen <laughs> age is more of a belief system than anything you know when you say oh I'm 50 oh I'm 60 oh I'm 70 oh I'm old oh I'm getting old you know like we're we're believing ourselves old we're believing ourselves old I met this girl through a friend recently when it was summer we were hanging by the pool at her place it was so nice and she was my age, you know, she was like hitting nearly 60. And she looked, yeah, she looked in her 30s. She had this really slim, beautiful, fit looking body, not like mine. And uh, her face was a little bit older, but she was saying that she used to wake up every morning and tell herself she was like 28 or 23. I can't remember. She's got like a slew of kids. She's got about four grown up kids now. And a few years ago, I think her son said to her, mom, you have to stop saying you're 28 because you don't look 28. You have to change it. She goes, Okay, I'll change it to 36. <laughs> and anyway, she said she was out one night uh, at some bar club, something, and there was an older couple sitting there. She started chatting to them and they were saying, oh, we feel so out of place at this place. You know, look at all these beautiful young people. And then he said it in the next sentence, you beautiful young people, you know, you have, you enjoy yourself, but we feel out of place. And she looked at this man and she said, how old do you think I am? And he goes, 36. <laughs> there you go believe yourself thin believe yourself young believe yourself to be anything you want to be if you choose i'm still playing with it look i haven't succeeded <laughs> but uh yeah all things are possible all things are possible oh my god i just loved that i'm still buzzing i'm still kind of a bit dazed and bemused actually after that encounter with William hope he's enjoying his dinner with his wife oh he took me to the Pallades gosh you can go at the speed of thought I found it easier to do with him his energy oh okay I'm gonna go <laughs> I'm gonna go have a cup of tea wow 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 that was just awesome anyway he's one of the speakers at the high self expo we've got some amazing speakers and you've seen that I've been showcasing many of them on the show. I've got more to come. So I'm not just showcasing the Australian speakers on the show, but I, I have 
pretty much put all the Australian speakers on the show. I think I have at this point uh, to so that you can get to know who they are and their background and um, you might be interested in actually listening to their teachings at the Higher Self Expo, what they're going to say about how science and spirituality meet. See, I didn't even ask him that question, but he would have a lot to say about that. He has access to a science that we can't even imagine from our mainstream collective ideas. Oh, it's exciting. It's exciting. I'm going to go. <laughs> Love you all. If you, he's said he's going to come in and talk to us at the Inner Sanctum. I'm going to get him in to chat to our group. Uh, and we can do more of those exercises that we did on the show today. And yeah, look, he, he teaches online. You can have sessions with him. You can, you know, buy his classes and all that sort of stuff. But you have to be ready for William. He's, you know, you have to sort of upgrade your intellect and energy. I suppose just being in his presence is upgrading you because he just, he just vibrates at a different frequency. So many questions I didn't get around to asking him. Okay, I'm going to go. I said that before. As you can tell, I'm a bit discombobulated. Love you all. Thanks for watching. Remember, get that book. Awaken by Death if you haven't already got it. And I'll see you next time. Bye for now. <laughs>